welcome to in your best interests i y b i with me your host pastor johnson kamau in this part 2 of my presentation on the origin of human beings from african perspective i'm going to narrate the kikuyu people's myth of their origin as articulated by kikuyu historians and anthropologists led preeminently by the late mzee jomo kenyatta the first president of the republic of kenya the kikuyu people are the most populous community in kenya occupying predominantly central province as well as all other provinces of the country in varying proportions in the beginning when ngai meaning the ultimate divider or god was apportioning land to different people a man named gekoyo was called by god and given as his portion a land with ravines rivers forests and all kinds of game ngai made and placed within this land a big mountain which he called krenyaga now called mount kenya ngai used this mountain as his resting place when on inspection towards of the land The mountain also stood as a sign of his majesty. One day, Guy took Gekoyo to the top of Krinyaga and showed him the beauty of the country that he had given to him. From the mountain top, Guy pointed out to Gekoyo a spot full of mekoyo or fig trees right in the center of the land. After Gekoyo had a panoramic view of the land given to him, Ngai commanded him to go and establish a homestead at the, at the very spot he had pointed out to him and named it Mukurowe Agadaga. Before they parted company, Ngai told Gekoyo that Whenever he was in need he could pray and make a sacrifice to him and he would come to his assistance On reaching the spot in question Ikoyo found waiting a beautiful woman whom he took as his wife naming her Mobi meaning creator or molder The two had nine daughters but no sons Ikoyo was unhappy for not having a male heir. In desperation, he called upon Ngai for advice. Ngai told him not to worry and have patience for everything would be all right. Then Ngai commanded Ikoyo to go and take one lamb and one kid from his flock and kill them under the big fig tree. Mukoyo near his homestead 
Guy told Gekoyo to pour the blood and the fat of the two animals on the trunk of the tree. Then Gekoyo and his family prepared to make a big fire under the tree and burn the meat as a sacrifice to Guy, his benefactor. When Gekoyo had done that, he and his family were to return to their home. After that, he was to come back to the sacred tree and he will find nine handsome young men who would be willing to marry his daughters under any condition that will please him and his family. Gekoyo did as he was commanded by Ngai. When he returned to the place of sacrifice in the morning of the following day, he found, as Ngai had promised him, nine young men who greeted him warmly. Gekoyo was so overwhelmed with joy that for a while he was dumbfounded. After gaining his composure, Gekoyo took the nine young men home and introduced them to his family. The nine young men were received and shown a lot of hospitality. A feast was prepared for them. While they were enjoying their meal, they conversed merrily with Gekoyo's family. Afterwards, they retired to bed. Early the next morning, Gekoyo awoke the young men to have breakfast with him. Afterwards, he introduced the topic of marriage. He told the young men that if they wished, they could marry his daughters on condition that they would live in his homestead under a matriarchal system. All of them accepted his proposal because his daughters were very beautiful. Ikoyo and his wife Mombi were incredibly happy about the outcome for then their lack of sons could be redressed. Their daughters too were happy to have male companions. Shortly all the daughters were married each establishing her own homestead. However, all the homesteads were joined under the name Bare Yamobi, that is Mombi's family group, in honor of their mother Mombi. By the time of the death of Gikoyo and Mombi, their descendants were so many that it became impossible to continue living together. Therefore, it was decided that each of the nine daughters should gather all her descendants to form a separate clan under her name. This decision was unanimously endorsed. Thus, the following nine clans were formed, each bearing the name of the daughters of Gekoyo and Mumbi. Ashera, their ancestor was Washera. Agashiko, their ancestor was Wanjiko. Airimo, their ancestor was Wairimo. 
Aivirado, their ancestor was Waivira. Pamboi, their ancestor was Wamboi. Pagare, their ancestor was Wangare. Pagoi, their ancestor was Wangoi. Pajiro, their ancestor was Wanjiro. And Edaga, their ancestor was Nyambura. When a traditional Gekoyo talks about the nine Gekoyo clans, you will hear him or her say that there are full nine clans. What this means is that there are actually ten clans. The tenth clan is called Aisha Kamoyo, whose ancestor was a girl by the name Wamoyo, who begot children out of wedlock. Wamoyo was descended from one of the nine clans of Gekuyo and Mumbi. Traditionally, Wamoyo ought to have been condemned for her behavior. But why that was that but why that never happened to her and why she was instead given the honor of having an entire clan named after her is mysteriously unclear in the myth. The Gekuyo do not say plainly that there are ten clans in its community because it is traditionally a taboo to count me, count human beings or livestock for fear that they will perish. The idea of knowing that one has 10 children or 50 head of cattle and proclaiming this loudly can make a person proud and thereby, thereby offend God, the giver of children and livestock. As a punishment, God could take away what he has given. The myth of the origin of the Gekoyo people goes on to say that there came a time when men revolted against the matriarchal rule of the women and eventually overthrew it because it was harsh and unpredictable. They replaced the oppressive matriarchal system of government with a patriarchal system of government under their control. This coup d'etat took place when all the women were pregnant and therefore significantly disadvantaged to effectively resist the rebellion of men. Men then renamed the people but retained the clan's clan names as a sign of gratitude to women and in memory of their founders of the clan system. However, the women had to put up a stiff opposition to reach such a compromise as men were determined to change the clan names as well to curb their evolution against female domination. Henceforth, the Gekuyo people are referred to as Mbariya Gekuyo or Bariya Mubi or Bariya Gekuyo Namubi. 
it is a fact that presently the Kikuyu people are divided into the ten given clans, with each clan accommodating various Mbari or subclans modeled on, on that of the progenitors Kikuyu and Mumbi. It is also a fact that Mukuroyo Agathanga, the presumed birthplace of the Kikuyu people, exists in Muranga district. The place has been set apart by the government of Kenya as a prehistoric site. These two aspects of the Kikuyu myth are irrefutable. This gives a lot of credence to the Kikuyu myth of creation. The myth of the origin of the Kikuyu people is remarkably similar to the story of creation narrated in the book of Genesis in the Holy Bible. According to the biblical account of creation, God created man Adam first and later brought him into contact with his wife Eve, whom he had created out of him for him. The two had descendants who spread to fill the earth. A bond of union was established between man and Ngai, who was regarded as both far and near, transcendent and immanent at the same time. In either case, God was always accessible to Gekoyo through prayer. However, the two accounts differ in that in the Gekoyo account, the woman Mombi was not created from Gekoyo, but in the biblical story of creation, the woman Eve was created out of the side of Adam. Also, whereas Gekoyo and Mombi were not subjected to tests at the Mukurue Wagadanga, Adam and Eve were tested by Satan in the Garden of Eden. These striking similarities between the, the Ekoyo myth of origin and the biblical story of creation may explain why the Ekoyo so readily embraced Christianity when it was brought to them by the white missionaries in the 19th century. In other words, the great affinity especially monotheism, which is found in both Christianity and Ekoyo traditional religion, may have played a significant role in the spread of the Christian faith among the Ekoyo people. In conclusion, it is possible that the Ekoyo people postulated the myth of their origin to give a concrete expression to their monotheism that is believing in Gai, the ultimate Mogai, divider or sharer, and to explain the existence of full nine clans among them. This preceding presentation has been in your best interests. In my next podcast, I will give a talk 
on the origin of human beings from a biblical perspective. Keep on listening. I value your interests and presence. Take care.